1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest, and Mike Luby Lubitz here with you on Believe Network, and uh, this is great because I was first introduced to this gentleman a long time ago. Uh, We were on some kind of sports cruise where... There was a sports casting seminar being conducted, and I was introduced to this gentleman by uh, the great Chris Visser, uh, program director extraordinaire and uh, still influential in the things that we do here on these programs. Uh, he, of course, was uh, the undisputed king of Radio Row. And um, we, we were introduced to uh, Mike Golick uh, first at, at uh, an audition that guys were having on this cruise ship to uh, do play-by-play and color analysis. And I, I did a couple of samples with Mike. And I thought, wow, this guy's great. And then uh, it goes full circle, Luby, because as I mentioned to you, I'm listening to a game on the radio. I'm picking up uh, my wife from the airport. I think it was the first round of the playoffs. He's doing uh, – or it might have been – it was the Detroit-Dallas game, end of the regular season on the radio, Westwood 1. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this guy is great. Who is he? And sure enough, it was Mike Goliath, <laughs> and he joins us here on the show. Uh, Mike, good to have you on. How are you? Good, good to talk to you again.
1: Man, that's a- – that is a lot of years ago. Yeah. wow, that seems like a <laughs> lifetime ago. Wow. <laughs> Remember
0: that? You know, and, and some guys came in. And we were making like a little audition tape. They walked away with, and um, it, you were great, by the way. I mean, and you were great with the people. So, uh, what we, uh, you know, you then went on, uh, obviously, to uh, you know, big things uh, with uh, first Chris Visser there in Arizona, and then you know, ESPN. At the Mike and Mike Show, which was a, a tremendous and uh, extremely popular radio success. Uh, all right, I, I, I'm not good at some of these days, you know, like Valentine's Day's coming up. I'm probably gonna, you know, lay an egg there. Um, you know, Christmas, uh, New Year's, uh, but but one day I usually shine on is a pork rind appreciation day. So uh, tell ah. us about this. <laughs> Because uh, it's an annual thing, man, and Louie and I always look forward to you know the guy dropping off uh, you know a couple of bags of pork rinds there on the Radio Row. But uh, I, I know you're affiliated with what they're doing, so uh, give us the details.
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually their 14th annual uh, Pork Rind Appreciation Day, and it happens to fall right on the Super Bowl. So they figured you know while they're going to help you know, great, great, which I'll, I'll mention in a second, they, they figured you know, let's let's give away some money and some pork rinds to people. So. Basically, they want they you to decide or pick a team that's going to get more sacks instead of snacks this time around. So it's very, very simple. You just go to porkrindappreciationday.com. You pick any team you believe is to get the most sacks. Each week, a randomly selected entry is going to win a case of pork rinds for every sack the team gets. grand prize is 5K and a year of pork rinds. So that's pretty cool. If we're just going to the website and filling out who you think's going to get the sacks and you can win some pork rinds and some money. And they're helping out with Gridiron grates. You know, that's something that, that Coach Dick uh, helped start and I'm on the board of. And, and basically for Gridiron grates it really helped players in the past who, who are, are having issues right now, whether it's just getting a ride to see a doctor or getting a physical exam, going to the dentist. You know, the, the the CBA is a lot better for the players who are ending their careers now, not so much for the careers of decades ago. Uh, so some of those things, you know, w- with these players who don't have a lot of money, need a little assistance. Well, yeah, the way I put it is, anytime I'm on the field, you know, if one of my teammates is on the ground, I reach my hand out to help them up, or if I'm on the ground, they help me up. And That's, that's basically what we're doing here. We're putting our hand out and helping our fellow players and teammates guys we're against, we're helping them up with some of the simple things in life that they might be struggling with now, uh, we want to help them with. So we really appreciate uh, uh, Southern Beth's recipe in in getting involved in this with the Pork Rind Appreciation Day. Again, the 14th annual uh, for that on the Super Bowl. Pork rinds have a chance to win a bunch of that, win a bunch of money, and help some, uh, some, some guys who need some help.
0: Very noble endeavor. I had the uh, pleasure of working with the uh, NFL alumni organization many years ago when they were kind of campaigning uh, to uh, develop and generate funds for the pre-59ers who got hosed out of the uh, NFL pension fund. Uh, and I believe they've they've made some amends there. I I don't know if they've uh, fixed the thing uh, to the level that most people would have liked to have seen, but but you would see, you know, some of these tragic stories like a Jim Otto or, uh, you know, some of these other guys that, uh, you know, played uh, even post-59 that, uh, you know, had been debilitated so badly by the game and, these other guys were shut out, had no income, no way to generate any. And, uh, you know, it, it was really good to see uh, what, what the uh, current players were doing and people that are NFL fans uh, were doing to uh, help out these guys that obviously were in need. Uh, all right, uh, you, you would have thought this, Mike Golick, and I don't know what your analysis yep. was uh, prior to this ballgame, but uh, Buffalo had everything going for it. I mean, DeMar Hamlin was going to sing the national anthem. Uh, it was snowing. Uh, the entire city looked like a place that nobody, uh, unless you wanted to go to purgatory, was ever going to want to live. Uh, you know, they had uh, momentum. They had survived this, uh, you know, really ugly, sloppy game against the Dolphins the previous week. And uh, in the town comes strolling the Cincinnati Bengals, who, who were life and death. It took a fluke play for them to ultimately prevail over the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who were without their star quarterback, Lamar Jackson, in the game. And you're thinking e- everything is swinging in Buffalo's way. Uh, they're favorite in the ballgame, and, and they get annihilated. So uh, were you as uh, bamboozled by uh, the Buffalo Bills' performance as a lot of people were uh, in the Cincinnati victory that sent them into the title game this week?
1: I'm not surprised Cincinnati won. The way they dominated the game was certainly surprised, dominated the line scrimmage, especially they had three backup offensive linemen that uh in that game. But they had a great game plan. You know, it was short passes in the bad weather. you got to remember the, the wide receivers know the routes Defenders don't. So in bad weather, that could certainly give you that extra yard or so of separation from a defender. And then you have these great players for Cincinnati who are able to get yards after the catch. And probably the biggest surprise to me in this game is the fact that Cincinnati does not have have a great running game this year. But all of a sudden, Joe Mixon gets a career high, you know, 123 scrimmage yards in this game. That surprised me. Uh, but we had seen Buffalo at times this year get run on. Uh, but I didn't think Cincinnati was going to do that. So that helps you control the clock. It helps you with play-action pass. I think th- that was one of the things that, that kind of raised my eyebrows, that that was one of the big differences in the way Joe Mixon ran, the way that O-line blocked with three you know, backups on.
0: Well, if anybody's familiar with the idea of makeshift and or patchwork uh, offensive lines, <laughs> I'm not sure uh, which one the Dolphins have been. Over the years, it would be fans here yeah. in South Florida. But uh, and, and we've dragged in, I mean, not just NFL bag ladies, but talking about like, you know, guys from gas stations. Uh, Chris Greer <laughs> was out like at a marathon gas station and pulled two starters in a couple of years ago for Brian Flores as they were trying to tank for Tua. But, uh, uh, you know, three guys down on the offensive line, which wasn't all that great to begin with, uh, Mike Golick. the Cincinnati Bengals and those guys go out there like they had John Riggins in the backfield and they were just uh, you know gonna (laughs) mow through people like they were the hogs Uh, how does that happen I mean because we know offensive linemen are in an absolute premium I mean as I said if anybody knows it it's we here in South Florida
1: No, listen I mean that's guys stepping up we always talk about next man up when do you get your opportunity and, you know, great stories. The guy, you know, Alex Kappa's out of right guard, and Max Sharping comes in. So th- this goes down all the way to really kind of behind the curtains and in the intricacy of scouting. Max Sharping was a, was a higher draft pick for the Texans years ago and he played for the Texans, but this year was the thought that he was going to get cut. So what you have is you have scouts at the end of preseason. Their job is to kind of pinpoint the players on each team that they believe are going to be cut that are of highest value C- can be a starter, possibly a starter, would be a backup, or maybe a special teamer. And kudos to Cincinnati—they they recognize Sharping as a guy who could come in and be a starter for what he had done in So they-, they were happy to have him, and they they didn't need him to play a lot. But now when they need him and they count on him, you know he comes through. So it- it's kind of a process sometimes to get the right guys there or who you can help you And, and that's what's expected out of everybody. Listen, I played nine years and I probably started half of my career. The other half I would come in on a rotation. But you have to practice uh, every week and prepare every week like you're the starter. And that's what these guys do. So when your name is called upon, and you're a backup for a reason, you're either not as physically gifted or for whatever reason as the guy in front of you, but you get your chance and you get, and, you, and you get the job done. We've seen it time and time again, but to have three on an offensive line do it, as you said, you're right, for an old time that has struggled to protect Joe Burrow was pretty impressive.
0: Mike, Josh Allen, look, he's a great quarterback. I'm not, he's gotten to that class where, where you're not questioning him anymore. He's top three, top four. I don't know where you rank him. Um, but it's funny, in this era, the gunslingers usually not heralded. Like, when you played into the 90s, Brett Favre will go down as one of the greats, even though he's he, one of the career leaders in interceptions. Josh Allen's in year five, and it feels like he's still making very similar mistakes in these big moments that he did in year one, year two, year three, year four. And he's still heralded. How long does that last where a guy's heralded that still turns the ball over this much in those big moments?
1: Well, I mean, listen, the bottom the, the of line for quarterbacks is how far can you take the team, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you want to be considered one of the greats. That's what you have to do. Everybody keeps saying Aaron, now Aaron Rodgers is going to go around as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But people are saying, well, if he wants to move up a notch in the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, he needs to win another Super Bowl. You know, they always put the, the – the quarterback with yeah, the Super Bowl not a wide receiver or running back it's a quarterback which I don't understand at times but for Josh Allen listen I mean that's what he's going to be judged on uh, how far he can take it can you look at Burrow Burrow is in the playoffs has beaten Allen and Mahal yep. Burrow has been unbelievable so it, it's a lot of times baseball players we judge them on the postseason you know Mr. October yep. with Reggie Jackson we judge how well you do in the postseason so A lot of times for these quarterbacks on these good teams, it's like, okay, have a good regular season, but the expectation is to be in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl, so what are you doing for me now? Josh had the issues with the red zone interceptions, which kill you every time. It's just like with Dak Prescott. I called the game last week in San Francisco. You know, Jack Jack came in, you know, in the wild card game against Tampa, didn't throw an interception, but seven games before that, you know, in a row he did, and he threw two in that one. So that, that bites you. You know, when football started to the day football ends, turnovers are going to are going to be the ruination of your, of your game. That's just what happens. And is there a way around it? Uh, listen, you have to develop more. You have to read right. Are you getting fooled? You have to, first. You have to identify. Are you just making a bad throw? Are you Are you reading the defense correctly? Is the defense fooling you by making you think they're going to guard one area? Uh, and then they, then they, you know, break away, break and, and and on your pass and intercept it. You know that that's happened a few times as well. So you have to you have to first determine the reason, and that's what the off season is for. Is you look at those interceptions and you say, why did that happen? How did that happen? And then is that something that I can fix?
0: Isn't this being played all wrong by Kansas City? Uh, I, I envisioned, uh, you know, as we saw the first shots of uh, Patrick Mahomes pulling up for what would be a walk through. Them wheeling him in a wheelchair into the stadium, uh, having him all bandaged up like the English patient, uh, barely able to move. And even if he made it through the practice, I, I would have kept uh, everybody out of there, Belichick style and uh, made sure that nobody saw this guy had any mobility whatsoever. Uh, would you not be downplaying that? You know, the fact that this guy is at 100 percent health. But when I mean, he, he looks like he's getting ready to, uh, you know, take over, uh, you know, and kick field goals as well uh, from what we saw in the clips yesterday. <laughs>
1: So, with, with injuries, you know, whenever you hear high ankle sprain... Yeah, everybody that's associates a couple of weeks, at least. Well, that, well, that's the thing. Everybody associates, when you hear an injury, of how long you're out. Yeah. And, yeah. But what, what people need to understand is sprains, like high ankle sprain, low ankle sprain, you know, AC joint, the shoulder, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the severity of it. There's grade 1s, grade 2s, grade 3s. All sprains are little tears. It's just a matter of how much. Okay. And for pat mahomes to go back in the game that 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 i pretty much tell all i'm not a doctor but you know i've had a lot of injuries to know that it was a mild high ankle sprain because if it was a severe one there's no way he'd be back on the field there'd be no way he'd be in the game uh next week he'd be done so it was a mild one that can be taken care of by trying to make sure you keep the swelling out of it and uh and and get some movement in it so that that's why he's walking around like normal i saw him jogging a little (laughs) bit he's going to play he's not going to be He's not going to be the normal, mobile Patrick Mahomes that we see. It's going to be some limitation, but it was probably more of a grade one high ankle sprain that, that, that he's going to be able to play on. All
0: right, quick thought, and uh, we appreciate your time here. And, of course, uh, we'll remind people about uh, pork rind Appreciation com and the great cause uh, that's being, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm represented uh, by uh, Mike Golick here on the program after hours with Defoe and Luby. Yeah, uh, uh, quick thought on the other game. I, I, I thought, I mean, Philadelphia overwhelmingly impressed me. I know you have ties to the Eagles, uh, having played uh, in, in the Eagles organization. Uh, and uh, you know, San Francisco have been, uh, you know, very solid. The Brock Purdy story is certainly a good one, Mr. Irrelevant, a possible Super Bowl starting quarterback. But uh, I, I don't know, I, I thought Philly was impressive enough to convince me that they would move on to the Super Bowl. Well, what did you think there, Mike?
1: Well, these are the two most complete teams left of of the last four. They're the two most complete, without a doubt. The AFC has the quarterback stars. The NFC has the more complete teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though Jalen Hurts, you know, has been playing extremely well. So uh, I look at this as can the Philadelphia Eagle defense finally make Brock Purdy feel like a rookie? Dallas did it for a half. I called that game last week. Dallas did it for a half. They played him extremely well. And Philadelphia – had 70 sacks in the regular season. Four players have over 10 sacks, yep. so they have multiple guys that can get pressure on you and take, try and take San Francisco's offense out of rhythm because that's what's going to make Brock Purdy play more like a rookie. Is get him off schedule and get him out of their rhythm. They love the rhythm because they have the five studs and Ayuk and Kittle and Debo Samuel and Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey. When those five are on the field together, they're six and zero, oh, and they're going to be all on the field together. So it's a plethora of talent. Uh, for Purdy, and we know their defense. These are two of the top defenses in the NFL. With the difference is Nick Bosa has eighteen and a half sacks, and next closest is five. So, where Philadelphia has more guys, I think that could put pressure on the quarterback. I think that that could be the difference in the game.
0: Excellent. All right, PorkRindAppreciationDay dot com. That's where people can get involved in the contest and uh, win cash and, and pork rinds and uh, all kinds of great stuff, and uh, also contribute to a very very worthwhile cause there, uh, helping out uh, NFL veterans who, uh, you know, need these uh, this kind of assistance, aren't getting, uh, you know, in on the magnificent amount of cash that's being spread around the league right now. Uh, uh, Mike, always a pleasure. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, come a long way from that cruise ship and the audition tapes we were making for yeah. the. Uh, for the people that were on the uh, broadcasting cruise. Uh, and uh, it, it's great to uh, see your success. And, and uh, are you doing one of the games over the weekend for Westwood One? Because uh, you really did no, a, a great no, job uh, on that uh, I, Dallas uh,
1: game. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to do uh, one of these games, but I'll be working the Super Bowl. So get nice. over oh, nice, To watch nice. the games and then uh, get up the Super Bowl. Yeah. All
0: right. Thanks so much. I appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Thanks, Mike. You got it, guys. Thanks. Appreciate
0: it. Mike Golick. All right. Good stuff with Mike Golick there. He was great. Uh, it's good we got the, uh, you know, park Ryan thing out of the way early there because that, yeah, that was a, a lengthy explanation. But uh, worthwhile, I mean, we see those guys every year, right? They've been doing it for like 14 yes. years. Well, that, yes. That's about the amount of time. Uh, I guess they started a couple of years before we got going on our yep, yep. Radio Row Ventures. But uh, that, that you know, it's, had, uh, it's uh, overall expansion, of this uh, this whole concept. I, I like guys that stick with it when they're doing charitable stuff and uh, are being represented on Radio Row. You know, where, uh, who was it, uh, the, uh, the Center for the uh, – for the Jets. Nick, uh... Oh, Jesus. I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't I, I, his, his name, name escapes either. me oh now, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. And, and, and he would come around with that blowtorch thing that was like the, yes, uh, you know... I know. know. The, oh, my God. Yeah. And his uh, sister is a weightlifter, an Olympic weightlifter. How do we not... Uh, uh, Mangold. Nick, Nick Mangold. Mango. Dang it. Good for yeah. you. You beat me. Nick Mangold. Man, I, I didn't want to go off the air without know, remembering that name and having to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google Craig Sager the other day. I couldn't oh, remember oh, Craig Jesus. Sager, the guy with the suits know, who uh, know. You know, passed away after a noble uh, battle with cancer while he was working right, right, right till the you know the final moments yeah, there. Always, uh, you know, just remember him from getting shined on by Greg Popovich <laughs> uh, during those uh, interviews. All right, so uh, Luby, a lot of fun. Uh, and yes, that's uh, going to wrap up another edition of uh, After Hours. Defoe and Luby here on Believe. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, catch us on South Florida Live. Uh, and until we uh, meet again next time. Uh, remember, no matter what your endeavors are in life, go into it with confidence and thinking you've got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight?
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show
0: and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com
1: and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.